You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and live a spirited life. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Men With Spirit on Radio Karam. If you're new to the show, our aim is to explore topics, ideas, and knowledge to help you become a more authentically connected to yourself and to others. Now, integral to this is to live your life according to your values. Now, this show is an extension of the work that we do at our Men With Spirit weekly men's groups, which are held on Monday nights in Frankston. My name is Steve Angel. I'm normally here with my co-host, Peter Anthony, who is taking a break this week and uh, wish him all the very best. Uh, We miss you. But I have decided that I would love to be joined by uh, my next guest, who I've asked to be a co-host on today's show. You may remember him from previous shows. Um, His name is Ustahie Skobla. Um, He's a spiritual counsellor like myself. He's also an energetic healer. And he runs a business called Ascend Spiritual. Welcome to the show, Star here. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Fantastic, mate. Let's say that again because I, I forgot to hit the button to let you speak. <laughs> Good morning, Steve. How are you? There you go. See, I'm so out of practice without Peter here, but we'll be fine. Thanks for having me today. No, I'm really, really glad you could join me. And um, the whole real point of today is I just wanted to just have a bit of a discussion about the topic of healing. And the reason why I felt that it was time to talk about healing and why we should heal is I've noticed quite a, f- quite a few, up- uh, let's say, incidences at our men's groups and even with the clients that I have, mm. and especially men, when they start to embark on true healing. And there's a real sort of, there's a surprise as to the work that's required to do healing. But when they start to embark on that journey, you can start to just almost see that the tension start to release. You can start to see how much they've been holding on to. And even they start to see and feel a difference within themselves. And it's a very, it's exciting to participate in that journey with them. But I felt like let's just talk about this more as both of us are working in that field in, in various ways. Sure. So that's that's the topic. Why do we need to heal? And I guess let's start with that. Great topic. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you answer the question? Why do we need to heal? Well, if you look at it from this perspective, um, over the course of our lives, we'll hold on to a lot of our conditioning and our learnings and they form part of um, what we see life as being. Mm. Um, unfortunately, what's wrong with that is we, we tend to hold on to a lot of things. We tend to suppress our emotions. We have repressed emotions as well. And even as guys, we, we struggle to really communicate at times with other people about how we feel and we, we kind of box it in. Yeah. Um, needing to heal is important because it, it allows us to start taking steps forwards towards what our purpose is in life and also to be able to help other people around us and to live to our fullest and, and our potential as well. It's so true because I think that, you know, from and we're speaking in generalities here, mm-hmm. but the idea of healing is so easily associated with, say, if you hurt your leg or you tear a muscle or the, the physicality of healing, it yep. makes a lot of sense to us. You know, I've injured myself 
and now I need to go through a process of recovery and healing. But when we talk about emotions, and if you raise the topic of, you know, needing to heal the emotions, then you can almost be sort of, you know, faced with like these blank stares as if to go, where do you even begin with that? And why do you even need to do it? Yeah, and, and what's the point of the, what's the point of that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too hard. Why, why, why do we want to mess with we that don't area? Need to deal yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave that alone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so important to to deal with the emotional. As I said before, we tend to squash it all inside and not deal with it. But as I've come to learn and through the studies I've done, the emotions tend to play out in in terms of physical illness and injury or can at times. So it's really important for us to focus focus on um, dealing with things that are either traumatic or problematic in our lives and working through and having an understanding of why they happen and how we can overcome them as well. That's a really good point. So if we hold negative emotions in Mm -hmm. our body, um, that they can manifest into physical conditions that we can, we can see and feel, you know, Um, um, and on also if we hold on those negative emotions, they cause us to play out poor behaviours, which we get to see, especially in our relationships as well. So let's just go back to the physical one for a second. Okay. Yeah. So I know that you do concomitant healing and I know you do Hanuman healing as well. Yes. So talk a little bit about how you see um, uh, negative held emotions in the body playing out with your clients. Okay, um, from the perspective of concomitant healing, it is a physical modality, uh, underlying that is the basis of energetic, but it's a f- physical modality where we're helping to alleviate um, pain or symptoms from people that have um, that have an injury or it may be as a result of um, a- an emotional that's presented as a physical injury. Um, what can often happen with those people is that... Um, Physically and energetically, they'll feel a lot better after a session, but sometimes it can trigger a response that it's brought up an emotion. There might be a feeling of elation or it might bring on tears because it's brought up something for them that's that they've finally allowed themselves to let go of. Yeah. Yeah. I think th- I think an important thing that we probably have brushed over and uh, we'll, we'll step back a bit, mm-hmm. especially for people who aren't that familiar with all of what we're talking about, where where do these emotions where do these negative emotions come from and what we're really talking about about healing is that events in our life mm-hmm. can sometimes create a shock to our system if i can put it that way okay. and and they're usually negative events you know um As counsellors, we often look at these negative events that may happen in childhood where a lot of things can happen in childhood that can be fairly um, hurtful, they can be violent, they can be um, upsetting to the point where as children we, we hold that emotion, that fear, that rejection, that, you know, loss of love or um, fear. It could be anything like that. And we hold on to that and we kind of form a belief around it yeah. that, you know, this is what life is like. And, you know, um, you know, partly it's also my fault that this has happened as well. And, and so then that then causes you not only to hold that negative emotion in your body, but then to behave as a result of that negative behavior. That's right. Because you've, you've created that belief system that 
this has happened to me in the past and therefore this will continue to happen to me. So you start to put up that protective armour and you operate from a place of fear and not from love. And then that way you're not sharing your energy in the way that you should but you're also being very protective and your belief system is flawed by doing that as well. Exactly. So that's kind of what we're talking about. And and it may not always just happen in childhood. It can also happen later on in life. You know, you could have, you know... uh, a divorce. Yeah. Uh, you could be. You could lose a loved one. Yeah. And again, there's a kind of a shock in the body of of what has happened. And if we don't heal from that pain, from the hurts, then we kind of. It's kind of the saying of like you know you're carrying the baggage with you. You you do Absolutely. you carry these hurts with you like your suitcases and they're heavy. That's right. And they go everywhere you go. And and into every conversation and every engagement that you have, you bring those with you. So that's why it's critically important to to learn to work through those mm. because you're not bringing your best self when you're in that place that you're bringing all of that emotional baggage. Yeah, so true. This, you know, there's a saying, you know, time heals all wounds. Mm. What do you think of that saying? Because I know what my thoughts are on that. Time heals all wounds. Yeah. Only if you're putting the work into to healing. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I just don't think you can just wait this out because nothing changes, does it? Absolutely. I nothing agree changes. With that. I think that what ends up happening, and I know from my own experience, you know, with the things that I've had to heal in my life. We just learn very well. I mean, I think the acuteness of the pain mm-hmm. starts to dissipate yep. over time, but you just have learned to suppress it more and more, haven't you? Yeah, I've agree- I agree with that. And I, I was just thinking now, time heals all wounds. If you're not doing any work to, to work on what the problem is and to move forward, it actually will have, from my perspective, a negative impact because mm-hmm. it causes you to stay in a place where it's become bigger than what you are. Yeah. And then you, you go into that place of self-pity and you go into that place of this is really big, I can't get through. And it just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like a, a big weight that stays on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we learn to cope, don't we, with the pain? And we learn to cope. To tolerate. To tolerate it. Yep. And it's it's really interesting. There's, you know, there's a couple of things that happens. One is that we, we learn to tolerate and allow it more in our life because we think, well, we get – it's like sometimes, you know, you – uh, you know, you may have an injury, like mm-hmm. you may have a sore wrist or something like that. And then all of a sudden it's like you become very accustomed to the sore wrist. Yep. You know, and you go and you and you sort of um, compensate for it. You, yeah, yeah, you accommodate, accommodate for it, it because you don't do anything about it. And, yep. you know, we're notorious for not doing things like that. However, we do the same thing with emotional pain, don't we? Yeah. Well, in my mind right now, I see it as um, I see it as a shadow, and the shadow becomes so big that at some point you need to look at it and do something about it because it just it overhangs and it casts a shadow over everything that you do and everything that you project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what have you found with you know in your own experience and and with um, you know clients that you've worked with? How do they cope with the with the pain? What do they do in order to live with that pain? Well, for me personally, um, I know that in my past it was about um, having a fear of actually the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm carrying a lot of negativity in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm comfortable in staying in this place because 
working through this is an unknown for me at this point and I don't know what that looks like. So it's easier to stay with the known, which is holding on to the pain, holding on to the discomfort, staying in the place of self-pity. Um, my life is really hard. Yeah. I I don't deserve to move forward because I've made poor choices in my life and therefore I should carry all this weight, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but at some point it becomes so big that you say, actually – I think that there's something on the other end that I need to work towards and I'm tired of carrying all this weight and I want to move forward. I agree. I think that what also happens is before people get to that point, and it's really important that we get to that point of like I need to change mm. because I know from my own experience that until we really accept that we need to change and are willing, and often we're very desperate at that point, Yeah. Healing won't happen yeah. because you won't accept it. You won't accept the truth of what happens, but we'll come to that. Okay. One of the things that I, you know, I know what I've done in my past and I know you're pretty similar as well, is that you'll learn to live with the pain, but you'll learn to suppress it and you'll usually use forms of, yeah. like it could be alcohol that you use to suppress, you yep. know, it could be drugs that you use to suppress, it could be just, you know, um, uh, and some certain term, uh, forms of avoidance. You could become just depressed as well as a form of just not wanting to deal with what's going on. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think? Absolutely, yep. Uh, drug use, um, alcoholism, uh, avoidance in the form of um, isolating yourself from other people. So, yeah. So feeling that being around other people um, will be confronting because it will, it will cause you to face what you're trying to avoid. So isolating yourself from them. And then there's other avenues that would, people would take as well. Yeah. Um, I was just reflecting on the question that you had asked before and uh, undeniably there's a crossroads that people will get to. So uh, a person will say, well, I've been carrying this weight or I've gone through these things and maybe it's time to look at what's involved in in mm -hmm. creating a change and that creates a, a crossroads for people because what can happen is that the, the door opens up and it's like, well, I want to make change and then when they see what work is involved, it can become a, a question of I can smash the door wide open and I can really take it on and look at my past and work through everything or it could be the opposite and someone creaks the door open and goes, wow, there's a lot of stuff oh, in no, there. Oh, no, I don't want to look at that. <laughs> yeah, and I really – actually, this all sounds really good and yeah, stuff, but yeah. right now I think I want to close the door and go back to what's known. Mm. And then they'll go back into that place where, well, I had did have a look. It looks even darker than where I'm at now and I really don't want to confront all those things because I don't, don't know what the outcome is. I don't mm. know if I'm going to get the support. I don't know if I'm capable of moving – and, and growing through that. So I'll just stay in the, the place that I'm at. I know it's really uncomfortable, but I know what it's like. Yeah. And that's that crossroads that I see with, um, as you said, with clients and even with myself. It's about, yeah. it's about having that desire and that want, but you've got you've to build towards that and understand what's involved. Yeah, absolutely. And getting to that crossroad is, you know, it's so clear you know, I think relationships have a really important place in our life because I think in relationships we get to see our behaviour the, the clearest. Yeah. Because it's kind of, it's reflected back to us all the time. Has that been your experience? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And friends, I'm, family, loved ones. You you see your behavior, and in there, it's very clear what you're still holding on to. The dynamics that play out, whether it be in a personal relationship yeah. or friendships or family, as you said, it definitely bounces back. And if you do take time to reflect, you can see your own behaviors mm-hmm. and and what can trigger you between different people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we, you know. Both of us have a spiritual perspective on on most things and what we do because of the kind of work that we're in yeah. in our belief system. And one of the one of the more important things that we often well we can, we talk about with our clients is this idea of karma. Karma, yeah. Yeah. And one of the simplest ways of really explaining that to to clients is the idea that the patterns of behavior that keep repeating in your life the things that keep showing up and then and I go back to relationships because it's often very easy to see them in a relationship. You may like have a failed relationship here and then you go to a next one and you go, oh God, the same things happened again. And yep. and then at some point you realize that it's, it's partly your fault. Yes. <laughs> what are you not doing or what are you not changing? Um, and in that is kind of one of the reasons why, you know, you start to understand the importance of healing because you've been given you've been given a purpose here in life on earth and in this life, in this particular journey. And there are things that you need to overcome in order for you to feel fulfilled and on purpose so that you can lead this life saying, well, I've, I've done what I need to do. Yep. But if we get stuck in the, in the, say the muck of life, right? You know, in childhood, in issues like that, or, or we let, you know, the negativity of life and the hurts of life, get bogged down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then we don't get there. We don't get to that purpose, do we? No, that's correct. Yeah, look, I I agree with that. Um what can happen is that we get bogged down. We we lose sight of of well, actually, if I take it in another direction, being in touch with our feeling of what we need to do and and moving forward in our life. Mm-hmm. So, if we're stuck in in a place where we're bogged down by our childhood or even events that take place um, as an adult, it doesn't allow us to to move forward in a direction where we're actually going to meet our karma. Mm-hmm. The repeating patterns I, I totally get, um, especially with the relationships, moving out of a relationship, moving into another one and not actually taking time to reflect on what, what went right, what yeah. went wrong, and out of what went wrong – where where's my accountability accountability in that yeah. and where can I make the changes so that when I move into another relationship or even if it's a, a friendship, the changes that I've made um, improve my behaviours or, or the traits that I have. Yeah, and, you know, for some people listening, the idea of karma may be just, you know, beyond them. Yes. But if we still focus on the, the patterns of behaviour that need to be changing – that alone, I think, will give you that s- greatest sense of joy in life to not be beholden to those the chains that you've created. You know the the things that weigh you down because when you're not healing, you're often thinking that you know life is just too hard. Everything is happening. 
at Life's me. Unfair. It is. It's happening at, at me. me. Not for me. me. Not for me. It's happening yep. at me. You know, yep. and you have you know this. If you're thinking to yourself like that, mm-hmm. then there's something that you need to look at. You know, there's something that you are not taking accountability for to change, and and that's what we're talking about as well. About healing is that, you know, because when you when you're stuck in the pain of life and the hurt of life, you're lacking joy a hundred percent because you don't see anything that's worth living for, right? You see it as hard, but you're also probably bringing in so much negativity or negative behaviors to things that you do. Like you could be just to become a very fearful person, you know, because of what's happened in the past you haven't let go of, you know? So if you're bringing, yeah. So how I say it is if you're bringing those things in, you're, you're almost creating what, what you're trying, what you, what you don't want to take place because mm. you're not helping to resolve or you're not helping to to heal the wounds that you have. So in every engagement or every opportunity that you take, you're bringing all this baggage with you and then therefore you, you're still creating that negative environment that you don't want to be a part of because you're refusing to look at mm-hmm. what's been taking place. Yeah, so there's a real sort of sense of not just accountability, but the problem is if you don't take the accountability, you will, you will start to express a lot of self-pity. Yeah. You know, and that self-pity can lead to things like, you know, depression and which is just, you know, sometimes can be just a massive avoidance of what you need to do because it's too hard, you're scared of it. Um, and what we don't want to see is that people wanting to continue to numb themselves to that. Yeah, to, to, to isolate or take themselves away from what the problem is and to, yeah. to completely avoid it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, we touched on just before um, – being ready to to heal, yeah, you know, and and I know in, in my life, I I think I've opened that door several times, and I think I shut it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be messy. I don't want to do it. Um, isn't there an easy way to do this? Um, mm. It's really important, isn't it, to be ready to want to heal? I think if I reflect and and share for personally, and I've made observations, obviously, when I work with people, but you have to get to a place where you're so hungry to move out of what you're in. There has to be a spark that says there's something greater than this. And I'm so incredibly miserable in my life and creating misery for those around me that I want to make a change. And not everyone will get to that place where they say, actually, there's something better than this. But it's about really well, what I feel is digging in and, and touching your spirit and knowing that you have everything within you to move forward, or even if there's just a, a glimpse of hope that you could get through the first step and then see where that takes you and take it step by step. Well, what do you, what do you think holds people back from doing it? Do you think it's just it feels hard? Uh, the first word that comes to my mind is fear. And, and what do you think they're fearing? The unknown. Uh, uh, it could be the unknown of I don't know if I'm capable of doing this. I don't know if I'm going to get any support. In in some cases, might even be someone is fearful of being successful mm-hmm. and actually being not knowing what it's like after being in such a negative place mm-hmm. for such a long time. How do I actually live and and integrate in being in a more positive way and and actually helping people? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. There are a lot of reasons why we w- wouldn't want to heal. Um, and I think at the time in our mind, we feel that it's right. We feel like they're justified. 
but it is that feeling in our spirit, isn't it? It's, Absolutely. It, it's tapping it's, into it's that. It's tapping and you can feel it. It's this little nudge that you're getting there and you're just thinking, I know this is a, there's a better way. There's a better way, but I'm ignoring it. Well, as we know, it, it's it's great to trust into your feeling and to, to come out of your head and to really touch into your feelings. But um, being in that place, you're more commonly in your head thinking a lot, but there's always something that's kind of nudging away at you. And, mm. and that would be that feeling that's like, I know you're up, upstairs you're calculating, mm-hmm. but down here I'm telling you that there's a bigger picture and there's something greater at play. And, and, and that's what it is. It's about trusting in that feeling that you do have it within you to, to, to make that change. Yeah, well said. And, and I think that kind of really supports the work that we've been trying to do with Men With Spirit is, mm. you know, our, our philosophy is to get men out of their heads and into their hearts. And by, by that, we're saying we want you to start to feel more. Yeah. Not only just to feel more, but to express how you're feeling more. Because the more that you can start to express and get out of your head about trying to give the right answer, about, you know, sounding smart yep. or sounding calculated, sounding log- logical, which none of those things really matter when you're hurting. Mm. Um, if we can get more of that happening, then what we get to see is a new perspective on life and a reality check of like, you know, I'm saying all of these things to you about how my life is, but the reality is that's not how I feel about it. Yeah, and, and that's important because what I've come to learn about myself and observations of others, we do create a facade, especially those that, that have learnt to not express themselves and it's easier to keep our feelings to ourselves and generate all these um, these thoughts and outcomes which we'll share with people which are these, these responses. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I'm guilty of that and it's taken a lot of work to – to try and get out of my head and be really in touch with my feelings, to feel comfortable, to be able to share what I feel, uh, what my thoughts are, um, and to get into a space of being vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, with people. And that's taken uh, a lot of work and it's still something that's ongoing because it is quite easy when when you can share yourself and if you're rejected or or if things – there isn't. It's not about getting the outcome that you want, but if if there's a feeling of not being safe to be able to share yourself as you're making this change or stepping out of this, it can be really easy to step back into those old learnings and go. It's safer for me to keep those feelings a bit more closed up mm-hmm. now, and I'll come back from my head and just give the calculated answers that 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 make me sound intelligent, like I'm really engaged, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the opposite to being present and to, to being vulnerable. So, yeah. and that's where we want to get to, where where we can really share ourselves, because that's where the the true answers will come from. And that by us sharing ourselves, then we can really um, be engaged with um, with those that that we're in the company of. Absolutely, and you know those behaviors like the personas that you spoke about. You know, I you know. I had to work really hard and I'm still working really hard about the idea of being a people pleaser. You know, Mm. it's been very important that I make people very, you know, happy with who I am and that, you know, not threatened by who I am um, and make them them more important than who I am. You know, and that people pleasing is a a result of conditioning as a child, you know, Mm. that I learned that if I did that and made everyone else happy and comfortable and, you know, their needs were met in, in the house, then... I felt like that made me important. It made me feel loved. 
yeah, made me feel significant. And so I, I've take, I'd taken that behavior, you know. So I know that the personas you can create and, and also the idea of, you know, wanting to sound smart, you know, wanting to, you know, and that, but what that does though, is it creates such a fear. So it means that you don't want to take chances because what if you take a chance and you screw up and, you know, and you get criticized or humiliated? Well, you're not, you're not invested. So what I've come to learn is you're not invested in that way. So it it is intellectual and at times intellectual thought, obviously it's, it's very important, Mm. but being able to express and being true to yourself, to your spirit and, and, Voicing that with people, you're being authentic, yeah. and you're you're invested and committed into to what's taking place. Because we do need to screw up in life. Yeah. We need to make mistakes. We need to fail. You know, we need to do those things that we we learn from, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's it's having that acceptance within yourself that if I am sharing myself, at times I will get hurt, but I know that I need to get back on the horse and and I need to keep giving myself. Absolutely. Well. I think this is a good place for us to take a short little break. Sounds good. You know how it works on this show. You've been here before. Yes. Um, so we've got a song. Now I've asked you to choose a song. Mm-hmm. Now do you want to just share with us what this song is about, why you chose it, why it's important to you? Um, yeah, it's a great song. Uh, the The band is Journey. And um, what, I, what I really like about this song, apart from the musical content, is the message that I take from that and – Building a relationship, it's it's something that's extremely important to to grow to grow love mm-hmm. and to grow those feelings with your partner. And what it says to me, this song is when you look into your partner's eyes and you can see that you're home and that you're you're building something. Beautiful. Yeah. Really beautifully said. Thank you. All right. Well, we're gonna play When You Love a Woman by Journey. And we'll be back after this song. Thank you. Hi, I'm Freddie from Freddie's Kitchen. Let's get behind Radio Karam. Go Karam. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to Men With Spirit on Radio Karen with me, Steve Angel. And today's co-host is Ustahir Skobler from Ascend Spiritual. Hello he's there. joining me. How are you, mate? I'm really well. Good, good. And he's joining me in um, a discussion today about why we need to heal. Um, so, we were having a bit of a chat off air just then, uh, Ustahir, mm-hmm. about... So, okay... What's the first step? Like, where, where do people start? How do they know that they're ready to, to I guess it, I guess it would be different for everyone. Yeah. I can only speak for myself here, but it's it's recognizing recognizing in yourself the lack of fulfillment, the unhappiness. There's a there's a weight to your life. There's there's a feeling that there could be something else, but everything around you just feels really you're really unhappy with, with what, what's happening in your life and you're like, there must be something else but I don't know what to do. So it's, it's starting to probe around and to feel or to look at where can I go, what can I do. I know in my case um, I was taking small steps but not really doing anything and then a friend had reached out and said, I know of a men's group mm-hmm. um, that's happening in Frankston and I think it would be great for you, why don't you have a look? And I know that I had a look and I thought this would be great because what I need is 
a place where I can feel safe to come and start to share my thoughts and views without the, the feeling that I might be ridiculed or judged for who I am and, and what I think and what I feel and what I share. Mm. And, um, and, and that was really important because for a lot of my life it was based on the premise of fear that I would be punished or I would be judged or ridiculed for, for things. And these are all conditions that I brought from childhood that we, that we work through. So mm. it was really important because what I've come to learn is uh, not all men, but but often there's a view that men need to be strong and impenetrable, and we don't need to we don't need to feel our emotions. We need to just box them in and, and get on with it. So so having that safe place to to come to was really important. And over time, it allowed me to share more and more of myself until I became comfortable to take that from within that small room and start to apply that into my life into. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships with family and with friends and work colleagues and start to open that door and express a little bit more of that what I'm feeling as opposed to me coming up with those calculated responses and it's about just growing them from there um, I'm, I didn't prompt you to say anything about the I know that groups, you didn't so, <laughs> but I, I appreciate that you did it did remind me of um, a, sort of a recent new member that we had who came in with a very similar experience in that, you know, after the uh, the first group meeting, I think, first or second group meeting, mm. you know, they, they mentioned specifically that they found it so remarkable that to be able to sit within a group of other men mm. that they didn't know yep. and be open and not feel judged at all about what they were saying, which really, and I, and I can relate to that, but it also makes me realize that it's still sitting out there, this idea that we have this real fear of being judged, especially by other men and that we need to really want to fit in. And, and because of that fear is so strong and, and sometimes not even that aware of it front of mind that you're doing it, that it's stopping us from growing. And, you know, to, to hear that, I, it was, it, it's humbling, but it, it's definitely something that's still out there that we need to work on, allowing guys to open up, feel safe, regardless of who they're with. And being authentic with it too. So genuinely tapping into to who you are and being able to share that. And that might take, for everyone, it, it may look different, may feel different. Yep. But it's about tapping into how can I be honest and real here in this environment where there's there's no expectation. I can share as much or as little as I want, mm. but I, I need to bring myself and I need to feel safe to bring myself and by doing so it's going to allow me to grow and blossom and flower out into the world and, and, and be more authentic. Yeah. Now, if you don't – I mean, you don't necessarily need to join a group, but you need to start somewhere mm-hmm. and I think you need to start with someone. I'm – I'm a really big advocate of this idea that you get support through healing. Um, I think that, you know, it's possible to do it on your own. I don't think it's very, uh, I don't think it's, well, what do I sort of say? I actually think that you will stumble because yeah. I think the hardest thing is, is to not lie to yourself about what's going on. <laughs> Ste- stepping on the, those stepping stones and, mm. and, and occasionally and ultimately you may take a stumble or things may become uh, really confrontational or scary for you and it makes such a world of a difference of having that hand reached out saying, we don't have to baby you through this, mm-hmm. but should you need this 
the support or the help or you need some direction or you just need to be heard, we're, we're here to be able to um, to support or guide you with that. Yeah, so reach out to someone safe, reach to a professional, reach out to – just you need to reach out. Once you decide that, you know what, I'm no longer happy carrying these hurts in my life, I'm, mm. no, I'm not feeling the joy that I want to feel out of life, that's where you're going to start, right? Yeah. So th- – my experience, the next step, and as a counsellor, what I would take someone through is the actual facts of their life. Yeah. You know, what we call the story of their life, you know, yep. give me this social picture. It's important, isn't it? Because you really need to, you need to sort of take, uh, flush out and filter out all of the things that maybe you have um, adapted about the story. Maybe there are some things that are not as true as you believe they are or you want to believe that they are. So we really got to look at what what's the facts here, right? And, and that's right. If it's if we're talking about the person in particular, the person has a, their own perspective on how their life has gone. And if it is a case of not wanting to deal with the emotions or the whatever choices have been made, we tend to we tend to to not so much gloss over, but we tend to um, tell ourselves a different version of, of of what's taken place. And therefore, if the facts of life are being given to us by a counsellor, we may be resistant to actually see from that open perspective what's actually taken place. And there might be resistance to change or to actually wanting to hear. Um, but ultimately, if the person is wanting to to grow and to move out of that, then they'll need time to to self-reflect and get to a place of honesty where we can go, oh, actually, I I can see that about myself. And some it takes time. Yeah. Um, I can see that about myself. And yeah, now I've got that key because I can be honest with this aspect of my life. I've got that key where I can say, well, I'm responsible and I'm accountable for making that change so it no longer is a weight in my life and it's something that's happened or it's a choice that I've made, whatever it might be, and then I can come to terms with why it's happened, why I've made those choices, and then I can make the steps to move forward from that and it's one less suitcase in that that big glam of, of baggage that we carry with us. Exactly, and that you take forward to the next stage in your life or next relationship in your relationship or work or whatever it might be yeah i want to go back to that just a little bit more Mm -hmm. and let's just use the example of say somebody who um has a relationship a long-term marriage you know breakdown you know and you know we have quite a few men in our group who are single fathers now because Mm -hmm. of a relationship breakdown and it's really important that in the healing process is to look at what here are the facts of what have happened, mm. but what part did you play? Because while you're hurting right now and it feels like it's the other person's fault. Yep, so being a victim in that case. Yeah, yep. and, and it feels like this is not fair and it feels like this is not where you wanted to end up in your life, you know, not living in two homes and having custody, shared custody with your children and, and the financial pressures and all of that. It's really important for the healing process is to see the truth of what's happened and then to say, okay, well, like you said, what were the choices? What decisions did I make? What actions did I take? What am I accountable for? Absolutely. So not taking, so not being in that place where you're a victim and, and coming from a place of blame mm. and, and because you're hurting and, and you don't want to actually take the time to reflect. But when you can take that time to reflect and choose to do so, looking at the accountability 
what decisions, what choices have I made, what what have uh, what impact have they had on mm-hmm. either myself and the other people that are invested in this, and what can I change moving forward so that I don't carry these and hurt other people, or I bring my best self to my next relationship or friendship, whatever it might be. Yeah. So to really learning and growing. But it, it takes uh, it takes time. Sometimes it takes support, introspection. There's a number of things. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But how important is feeling the feelings of that accountability? It's extremely important. It's mm. um, at times it's not something that you're going to want to do. No, that's not pretty. Sometimes when you when you realize how it actually gets quite ugly yes. and um, it can be quite easy to close the door ad- again and say, mm. well, it's the other person's fault. And I, I don't want to look at that. But when you take the time to really feel it, mm. um, the, the magnitude it is, yes, it's, it's owning it. Yeah. It's, it's actually owning it and saying, yes, these were mine. I need to own them. I need to feel them. And in order to, to, to do that, I allow it to happen and then I can, yeah, I can move forward because it may not only it's it's not just the hurt that was uh, imposed upon you, but it was the hurt that you put, imposed on somebody else. And sometimes when we see ourselves through that lens, it can be really quite shocking, and something we don't want to do. That's not me. <laughs> That's not me. Yeah, I'm I'm not that mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and this is where. You know, the Hanuman healing that mm. I know that you do, and I know that I, um, with the counselling that I, uh, that we both do, I use Hanuman a lot with clients. I get them to get Hanuman healing, which is a form of emotional uh, healing mm-hmm. about releasing negative emotions out of the body. Yeah. It is powerful, isn't it? And it can sometimes it, – it works so wonderfully well with spiritual counselling because – Sometimes those emotions can be so deep, so deep that even when you present the facts and you present the information to to your client or you get them to have a look at it, they can sometimes not really connect with the feeling. They are so cut off from that part of their life. This really helps so bring those emotions down. You yeah, mean? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And that's I what I found. That. Yep. I found at the end, and recently I went through a whole series of Hanuman healing myself over okay. a particular issue, and it's. You know, just sometimes it surprises me just how much is still sitting there. You know, even when you're doing this work, um, it's still, it's you're always constantly going, shed one layer, then shed another layer, and then shed another layer. But, you know, using something like Hanuman Healing, which, you know, I, I absolutely think is phenomenal, um, mm. really does help with expressing those feelings. Well, it's the unraveling. And if I go back to what you were saying before about when we actually see ourselves and see ourselves in the light of, of our own actions, um, it, it is a process of unraveling because once you peel away one of those layers, you're like, oh, that's something I see yeah. about myself that I don't like. And then as, as your honesty is growing and, and you're self-reflecting more, you, you peel away another layer and then you're like, oh, I really don't like what I see there and you keep going. And, and Hanuman healing is a beautiful modality Targeted. Do you want to just quickly describe it in case anyone not um, too sure? So Hanuman healing um, is a energetic uh, modality which is to- uh, focused at um, uh, um, the, it's the emotional component that we work with. So yeah. it's about it's about helping to helping clients to deal with emotions that are either suppressed or repressed 
in the body mm-hmm. um, and how it's done is that as human beings we're, we're emotional beings and, and when we have hurts or things that have traumas or things that happen in our lives that we that we don't want to feel, we we tuck them away and I'm, I'm moving my hands around in the studio but we're like pushing away into our legs and our arms and chest and here and there and everywhere until we get to a place where life feels really difficult because we've tucked and mm-hmm. pushed a lot of stuff aside in our body. So uh, Hanuman healing is a, is a beautiful modality that helps to um, extract those emotions from our body to where they're being stored and to help energetically release those from our body as yeah. well. So and, and also then replace it with something more positive, yes. right? Yeah, absolutely. There's the ability to replace that with a, with, with a, um, a new emotion which will fill the void of what we're extracting. And maybe you can reflect upon your own life in answering this next question. Mm. But as we talk about, you know, um, peeling the layer mm-hmm. and, you know, yep. you know, what stops you from wanting to keep doing that? I mean, you know, do you, do you get to a point where you think, oh, my God, I don't want to do any more of this. This is too hard work. When am I just going to enjoy life? Or do you – what has been your experience? I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, of yeah, course not. Because some, so, someone might go, that's great. But I don't want to keep pe- peeling layers. I mean, I've got stuff to do. So, so – at times, it can feel really scary when you're in the in the in the eye of the storm, so to speak. It can feel mm-hmm. really scary, really daunting to to peel away another layer and go, "Wow, I thought last time that I was peeling away something, I, I got a really good look and perspective of where I'm at and 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 how things are going." And then, as you start to peel another one, you're like, "Wow, there's so much more to go." For me personally. While it can be really scary at times, there's a desire and a hunger that builds that says, well, if every time this happens, at the time it happens, it does. It can feel scary and daunting, but there's also a sense of liberation that it's yeah. like, well, there, there's more to this and that felt really uncomfortable at the time, but I managed to get through that and now as the next one comes through, maybe I've got a little bit more to, to, to get out of peeling that layer away. I have to agree. It was, you know, we might be making it sound like it's it's hard work and it can be messy and it can at times. However, the rewards are just so amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just such a clarity in life. There's a, it's a clarity in what you want to do in your life. There's a sense of joy that you bring. You know, you will start to start to feel the lightness within your body. And grow an excitement about life yeah, too. Yeah, you do. And one of the things that I've noticed too, and I'm sure you, you can uh, you can attest to this, is as you start to reduce the amount of negativity and pain that you're holding in your body and in your holding in your life, you find it harder to be around that. Yep, I can and agree with that. And that means around people like that as well because you're no longer a like for like in yeah. that respect, are you? I completely agree with that. So take it from the perspective of it might be uh, uh, what's something that's tangible. It might be a, a film or music um, that that I could relate with that was quite angry, or it might be like scary or horror movies and, and th- things that are, are more darker in content. I actually find that I um, I don't relate to them at all. Mm. Um, and hundred percent, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so what what was norm for me? five to ten years ago, now I look at it and go, okay, 
I recognize and understand why I was attracted to that. It's not about saying that, not deeming it wrong and saying, well, I don't, I don't like that and there's something wrong with it. It's recognizing I was drawn to that because of what I was bringing into my life. Mm-hmm. And as I've started to remove these, these suitcases, this baggage, I no longer relate to this because we're not, we're not so much like to like anymore. I'm growing, becoming lighter. I'm finding more joy. There's more happiness in my life. Sure, there's plenty of tough times where you've got to work through stuff and there's, everyone's got challenges, whether it's relationships or work or, or, or business or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But um, a, as you grow and as you're making that choice to move forward, a lot of the, that heaviness no longer becomes part of what you were. No, and it's just the desire to go back there well, or to feel that again, it's just it's not yeah. there anymore. Well, it never was part of who you were, but it's something that you associated with yes. at that time. So. Yeah, because of the feelings matched. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The feelings matched. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you've also, I mean, you think about how when you start to heal and then you therefore you're growing because you're healing, the impact that it has on the people around you. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. So, so it's a great question because as soon as you said that, I felt I know there's a there's a positive influence that you can have on people, and then those that are still wanting to hold on to um, what's not going right in their life and 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 what forms part of their identity, they're feeling challenged by that, and they're mm-hmm. saying, "I don't want to grow. I don't want to look at the dark stuff that's in my life." I don't want to feel challenged and therefore I'm feeling challenged by you because you're looking at the stuff that's happening in your life. You're you're trying to create change and therefore I'm feeling um, challenged because um, you're looking at things in a different way and I don't want to deal with that. The flip side of that is that you start to attract people that are, are like-to-like mm-hmm. with you and therefore you're, you're engaging with people that – they might not necessarily be on the same pathway, but they're people that you can relate to because you're in a different place yeah, and, and in a more positive place and you're wanting to find the the more vibrant and enjoyable things in life and, um, and therefore you'll attract those types of people and I, relationships. I want to ask you, as, as a father, mm-hmm. you have two children, uh, but four children. You do, of course, yes. You and your, your blended family, of course, four children. Um, now- as a father, how do you... Five in total, but four, yes. Okay. Um, how do you find your impact on them has changed as you have been dealing with the hurts of the past? It's been a, a slow slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, at, times, at times I regress, yeah. but I can reflect now and, and my partner Roberta has been extremely supportive yeah. uh, of myself and my growth and, and parenting. And um, I can look back right now in this moment and say, yes, there has been growth and yes, it's taken a long time, but the, the parenting has changed. And it's more about not feeling a duty of care, but growing a desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have how have the children have have you seen a change in them with you? I have, mm-hmm. yeah, I have. What's that? Um, it it's more enjoyable for them to be at home. Mm-hmm. 
uh, if we take myself and take myself back to a, even just a couple of years ago, um, being unhappy with life, the self-pity, the negativity, all yeah. those kinds of things. Now I'm I'm more optimistic. I I have a good set of values. I I, I have a want and uh, want to be invested in what I'm doing with my family. And the children feel that. Not only do they see it, and it takes time for them to be able to 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 trust that there is change happening. And then when the change is happening, can I trust in this? But energetically, they can feel that too. So it's it's very much it's not a, a done deal. It's it's a work in progress. Of course. But yes. um, uh, to answer your question, yes, I believe that they can see and feel, and they can see that I have a a want and a desire to make change not only in my own life but to create more of a positive f- for everyone that's um, in our family. That and there's another there's another reason why this work is really important, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's about impact. that ripple effect. It really is. So yeah. so so working on ourselves at whatever level or capacity that looks like to know that not only are we changing ourselves, but by changing, working on our past hurts, our traumas working on um, our own behaviours as adults or kids, whatever it might be, that that has a flow-on effect to those directly around us and then the effect that that has on them to other people around them. And that's what I refer to as being that ripple effect. Awesome. I think it's a great place for us to to finish off. Okay. Um, I hope you've enjoyed your time. I've enjoyed having you as a co-host discussing this i certainly have i've um <laughs> i've really enjoyed it thank you for having me on the show steve no 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 my pleasure absolutely all right i've got a few little uh housekeeping things to wrap up and then we'll play one more song um and we'll also put some links in our show notes on facebook on how people can get in touch with you um information and links about our shows are also available on Radio Karam website, which is at radiocarum.org or via our Facebook page, which is at Men With Spirit. And our shows are available on all major podcast platforms within a day or so of broadcasting. Now, if you want to attend any of our Men With Spirit gatherings, event details, including how to register, are also on the Men With Spirit Facebook page or you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au and locally we meet in Frankston every Monday. The work of Radio Karam, including our show, wouldn't be possible without our generous support of the Radio Karam sponsors, Freddie's Kitchen, Atticus Health, Seafood North IGA, Mitchell Tor, Real Estate and TAD Cabinets. As I said, we will uh, give some details on our Facebook page on how to uh, connect with Ustahia. Once again, mate, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me and um, to all your listeners. It's, it's really important that uh, if you are stepping into that journey, just know that um, you have everything within you to meet any, any challenge that you have in this life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. We are going to leave you off with one beautiful piece of music called Adagio for Strings by Samuel this. Barber. Yeah. Great choice, Steve. It's a beautiful piece of music. I meditate to this. It lifts my spirits. Um, and I know that you said that you cook to this music. Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. All right. Until next time, everyone, be true to yourself. Thank you. Thanks.